Yes, Alias. Hello, this is Alias FM, and today I'm your host, Bella, and I'm with Ivy. It is episode 7, and on today's episode, we will be talking about Asian beauty standards. Um, but before we jump into that topic, we're going to talk a little bit about what me and Ivy were talking about. Um, we have to do a second take because it wasn't working the first time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. But we were talking about BTS and, like, their love language and, like, how they would be like. And this is this is why I, like, romanticize how V would be because Ivy feeds me this stuff and I'm starting to think that I have a chance with V when it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so you were talking about VTS love language? Yeah, okay, so um okay, so these this is just my personal take on what their love languages are gonna be. I also threw in scenarios, but like that's for another time. So um <laughs> starting out, I guess we'll talk we'll start out with Namjoon. To me, Namjoon seems like someone where he very much values the acts of service. Like, I think that's something very high on his, like, um, love language. Like, it, it's the little things for Namjoon, I think. Like, whether that's, like, you putting away his glasses if he fell asleep with it. Or, like, him, like, warming up coffee for you in the morning. Like, he likes to show love through acts of service like that. Not necessarily, like, big, grandiose gestures. But just, like, the everyday things that make, like, a little... Make make life a little easier for you. Like that's how that's what Namjoon gives me the vibes of. Yeah, Yoongi to me uh, gives me the vibes of um, someone who very much values time. So like the quality time, I think that's like very big on his love language. He seems like someone where he wants to spend time with you, uh, whether that's like you both actually doing something fun together, chatting with each other, or whether that's just you both being. Like doing your own things, but still doing your own things together. I feel like Yungi likes that because every minute to him counts. Like he seems like someone where time is very important to him, um, or time being spent together. Because that's another way of bonding. It doesn't have to be like, um, I guess like how movies usually portray bonding, where it's like chocolates and blah 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 blah. Yeah. It's just things like that. Yeah, and then I think um, Jin would be. A little bit of the acts of service. Well, I think not just a little bit. I think he'll be a little bit of acts of service and also quality time. Jin seems like someone where he's like, like if he wants to show you love, he'll show you love by like um, food and stuff like that. Or he'll show you love by like getting something for you. Like to him, it's not necessarily like uh, buying yeah, a gift kind of thing, that. but it's more like the serve the act of service of doing something yeah. nice for but you I mean, because like, he loves you. Buying a gift is a nice thing. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And I feel, I, I agree with you on that. I can see. But I think, yeah, Jin is probably the type that like wants to spend time with you, but like it's like different from Yoongi because Yoongi would like if you're doing your own thing, he can do his own thing, but you guys would be doing it like together if that makes sense. Yeah, whereas Jin, I feel like if you're doing something, he'll do your something with you, and then you know, you you do what that he wants to do, vice versa. And like, I feel like he'd be yeah. like that, yeah, yeah. So I think Jin's really on the quality time. Um, and then Hobie, I think Hobie is for his access, uh, for his, uh, love language. I think he's a little bit of the gift giving one. And then I also think he's a PDA one. I feel like Hobie is someone where he needs PDA. <laughs> like, I, like, he, he talked about how, like, he couldn't sleep unless, like, somebody it's, was, like, holding PDA, him or touching him. It's not PDA, I mean, it's touch. <laughs> yeah, he needs touch. 
Like, uh, I feel like, like, Hobie for him, like, he would be fine if you just held his hand kind of thing, you know? Like, that's enough for him. Like, he's somewhere where he just, like, wants to hold you or be held. Like, it's just the touch. And, like, I, it's so cute. And then, um, <laughs> I think Jimin is words of affirmation. Don't even lie. We know he's needy. <laughs> Jimin is definitely words of affirmation. And like, I also think Jimin would be physical touch, though. Yeah, I think Jimin's also physical touch. But yeah, I think he's physical touch and he's um, words of affirmation. Like, if you don't tell Jimin if, that you love him that day, he'd be like, man, I must have done something wrong. <laughs> Jimin's just kind of that person yeah. to me. Um, I think Tay, oh, Tay's so romantic. I think Tay is the touch and quality time. Tay's someone where he likes quality time with you. And like Jen, I feel like he's someone where he wants to do things with you. Or like you do things with him. And then he also really likes like touch. Like holding hands, soft kisses, hugging. Like that's what Tay gives me vibes of. And then I feel like um, Jungkook is... uh, (laughs) Jungkook is kind of like Yoongi with the time thing. But I also feel like Jungkook is words of affirmation too. He, he is definitely someone who, like, doubts himself. But, like, every time, like, one of the Hyungs praise him, he's like, oh, my God, I did great. The Hyungs <laughs> praise me. But, like, definitely, I think Jungkook is, like, a words of affirmation and, like, yeah. a time person. Yeah. So. And yeah. that is why I am dating Tay in my mind. It's okay. I'm perpetually <laughs> single in my mind, too. I know I got goop, but... Whatever, you can't got, say that. I got options. I got, I got Jungkook, too, man. Like, oh, my goodness. Okay. So. Alright, so that was our little talk before we started the podcast, and we just thought that we would share it. Um, but, let's get back to the topic of F- episode 7. So, episode 7 is about Asian beauty standards, and we had briefly talked about it before, and we thought it would be a good like segment for the podcast. So, we were talking about like um, how we as Asian Americans and many other younger girls um, feel like discouraged. I don't know if you would use the word ashamed, but um, I would say like discouraged by our own Asian beauty and like how we struggle with it and like self, like everyone struggles with self love. But I mean, like, I mean, like in the sense that like where the Asian beauty standards is, set differently especially when you're asian american you have like different cultural standards of asian you're kind of, of like in this weird space where like yeah in, yeah yeah in america there are parts of you that they would consider pretty and then like that is not considered pretty at all in asia versus in like asia, yeah when you're in <laughs> yeah. asia there's some parts of you where it's just considered damn ugly and in the u.s uh, it's just considered it's okay like, you know what i mean so yeah, it's like yeah. we're so kind of like, like in this weird struggle space it's yeah and it's space. like it's it's like hard to like navigate sometimes because mm-hmm. it's like uh, like in one in in one culture or one one um part of the world or like that that particular beauty standard is like considered beautiful and then like on the other side of the world it's like no it's not <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of, beauty standards kind of are jank bro <laughs> yeah um but yeah so i was like wondering how you felt about like growing up as an asian american and how the standards of we're just like t- specifically talking about beauty i mean other things play factors of course but like we're gonna try to stay towards 
the topic of beauty um it how it is for asian american in school and for for family and like us being mong and like our culture and like asian different asian beauty because like asia is a big has a is a big um spectrum of like what they find beautiful what they don't find beautiful so we'll mostly and, like, be focusing on east asian beauty standards um like east asian and southeast asian uh just because i feel like south asian beauty standards are very different too well i mean kind of but like they're they're not necessarily the same as the way east asian beauty standards are so mm-hmm. yeah yeah so like the first thing that I kind of think of, and like obviously we're a K-pop podcast, um, so obviously we follow along. Are we like follow Korean beauty standards, or like we 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 are aware of it? Obviously, and, yeah, it and, is a big thing there. <laughs> yeah, and like we, we do the skincare from like K dramas, and like we do yes. all that stuff, right? Because True beauty made me spend money, y'all. <laughs> Well, because it's like commercialized and everything, but like we, I remember when we were briefly talking about the topic, we were talking about how like Korean beauty is like the most known, like Korean beauty is the most, like if you were to, I think the misconception um, in America is like when people think of a beautiful Asian, like I think the first thing you think of is probably like is Korea, a Korean person, and like when you, when someone says that, oh, you look Korean, that is like a compliment. It's like a backhanded slap, man. Yeah. It's like, like it's, it's supposed, like a backhanded compliment. It's supposed yeah. to be. It's supposed glorifying. to be a compliment, but at the same time, it's like kind of not a compliment <laughs> because yeah. when you're not Korean and somebody tells you that you're you look beautiful because you look Korean, then it's like, yeah, like you said backhanded slap like it's a backhanded comment it's like yeah. am i not pretty if i'm not korean then yeah and yeah so i definitely agree with that um i feel like uh for for my personal struggle with i guess asian beauty here as an asian american i'm only speaking from my experiences because i can't speak for everyone's experiences but uh definitely for me as an asian american growing up i feel like beauty was always like at me you know I got bullied because like my eyes were quote unquote small to the white kids but mm-hmm. like in the Hmong community my eyes are pretty big for Hmong people <laughs> so is Bella's <laughs> yeah. we have pretty big eyes I feel like that's one thing every time with especially with me and Bella when people meet us they'll tell us that our eyes are pretty big mm-hmm. like yeah, that's I've the one thing that, that people like about us yeah. yeah same so like I feel like for us in our Asian community it's like we have big eyes because we have that slight hood at the end <laughs> <laughs> but like to 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 most Caucasian people, they're like your eyes are small. Yeah, you know? our eyes are considered small. Yeah, yeah, and like they'll tell us, or, or like I also got made fun of like at my school um, because my nose was flatter. But then my nose isn't the flattest in our community either. <laughs> and then I I got uh, told that I was dark too in um, at home. But it's funny because that I'm told that I'm dark at home because when I go out to school, I'm actually not dark. And then also, you're so light compared me to me. Bella's, <laughs> yeah, in me and Bella's own friend group, like this is why I don't like wearing shorts back when we had dance <laughs> practice, because I would glow and like. So I feel like I was in this. I felt like I was always in this awkward gray area, mm-hmm. where it's just 
enough. I'm never enough. I'm never pretty enough for one yeah. side. And it's, it was just a lot on me. So, like, I kept trying to mold myself to what other people wanted until I realized, like, that was stupid. And so um, yeah. then I accept Jesus and I realized he loved me regardless. <laughs> uh, we're Christians, by the way, in case you guys yeah. don't know. I know. I think but, if um, they've been listening, they would catch on that we're Christians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, being able to accept Christ and then being able to accept who I am that I'm made beautifully in his image I think is something that really helped me stop hating yeah Yeah. stop hating the parts of me that was beautiful that is beautiful you know so I mean that's my story what's your beauty story Bella (laughs) share your experiences Um, well you already know this but growing up the uh, if we're just talking about like facial features, um, I you already know this because I've told you multiple times, and occasionally I still have a really hard time with it because I really hate my beauty marks that I have on my face. Um, I, I it's not necessarily just an Asian trait, but it's just something that I like always had a hard time with because, like, I think. In a sense, it's not an Asian trait, but it's an Asian beauty standard to have clear skin and what i mean by clear yeah. skin is like it's like the no. moon you have to be like the moon yeah, basically yeah, yeah. it's very like, soft there's no uh imperfections yeah like where as like i don't have bad skin like i don't have really bad breakouts like every now and then i get a pimple right but like i don't mm-hmm. have like skin quality wise i don't have bad skin but because i have my beauty marks like i just did never felt like i fit the beauty standard of like clear beautiful healthy skin for like asian people like it's just like a, a white blank piece of paper um and i never i always was really insecure about that um and growing up and every now and then i'm still insecure about it but whatever <laughs> um, <laughs> Another thing I is, think they're pretty. <laughs> another thing was like you were saying eyes was like like in my uh, growing up my entire life like my, my family our church has said it like all of our uh, Asian, in the Asian community my you know our eyes are considered big our eyes you know like um and as a baby my, I mean if you see my pictures my eyes are pretty big like they look like they're going to pop out. But then when I was started to go to school and school is like mostly like you know, white-based, um, not, uh, I would say, I'll, I think, yeah, elementary and middle school and high school, all my schools were pretty, like, we're suburban kids, yeah, so yeah. it's mostly white people in yeah, the suburbs. Th- there wasn't a lot of diversity. Um, if there was diversity, I kind of barely knew them anyways, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, like, uh, when I would stand next to them during pictures, I just, I, in my mind, I looked different because people would compliment me on, like, my big eyes. But then when I stood next to someone that had bigger eyes, then I was mm. just like, my eyes are not big. My the comparison. Are... The comparison yeah. aspect. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And then I was, and then I would compare myself a lot and I still, you know, like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a vicious cycle. Um, but yeah, another thing too is that I don't like my nose. I know that, um... A, f- uh, a few like Asian moms have complimented me on my nose because mine is not as flat. It's a little bit more out there, mm-hmm. but it's not a small, cute nose. Like I think Ivy has a small, cute nose. Maddie has. A I hate sm- my nose. <laughs> but Maddie has a small, cute nose. I don't have a small, cute nose. It's uh, it's pretty long. Anyways, <laughs> it's annoying. But um, 
Yeah, like, I've got compliments on it, but then, like, me myself, I, like, hate it because that's not what I see being commercialized as beautiful, you know? So then, mm. like, I don't know, that's another thing I had a problem with. And then you talked about this before we started the podcast, but height. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hate my height, bro. I mean, I learned love it, but, like, at the same time, I hate it. It's like yeah. a... We, yeah. we're in a hot and cold relationship <laughs> yeah because another thing too is like when you were in when you at least for me when i was in high school and i was super short around a bunch of tall skinny pretty girls i just felt like inferior because <laughs> I, I was smaller and i was like looking up but i mean like it's nothing to be ashamed of because obviously those are things I can't help. Those are things that I was born with. Yeah. Those are things that, that's what how God made me. Um, but those are the struggles I had growing up. And then it took me a while to like be okay with everything that I was given. And 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 with all the things that I like pick out what that's wrong with me. Like I I had to learn how to compliment myself in a sense. Not in a way to be like cocky, but in a way to just like like you know what I have good eyebrows <laughs> I have good natural eyebrows and I should be happy about that like just that co- those kind of things like instead of always like um being down on myself but it did take a long time and I think it's like pretty much like that for everyone I think in high school you pretty much hate yourself a lot <laughs> so yeah but yeah that's basically like kind of what how it was for me um but like back to what we were talking about like korean beauty standard being like korean people korean people's beauty standard as like the most known korean or sorry most known asian beauty beauty standard yeah yeah, if you know what i mean not a lot of people know what Hmong people are (laughs) no and they always ask are you from mongolia i'm like um no there's an h in front of it (laughs) i always hear that i yeah but like i hate it when they pronounce pronounce mong like mong i'm like no me too i don't try to hate on them though because obviously they've never said it but it does it is like a little bit of a pet peeve sometimes My, my issue is when you when you correct them and then they're like, no, you're wrong. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right. I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or like one time I, somebody asked if I was like, um, I, I, for me, I don't, every now and then sometimes I get Korean, but a lot of the times I think I look more Chinese, like more of the mm. Chinese side. That's where I hear most of the time when people ask if I'm Chinese and I'll say no, I'm Hmong, and then they'll be like, "Are you sure?" I'm like, uh, "Yeah, I'm sure." What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what does that <laughs> you want to see my 23 and me? <laughs> like, yeah, I I get that too. But, That's one of my issues with that. Is like I always get the for me they go down the list like it's like an ABC. So they start out with, "Are you Korean?" I always get that one first. I don't know why. I don't think I look Korean. Like when you look at me, I don't have a lot of the features that Korean people. I think I have the features of what they like if you if you know what normal korean people look like like not k-pop stars i don't look like them so i think when they say shit like that it's more like you fit in what they want the beauty to look like not that i'm beautiful like the k-pop stars because damn i wish i was iu but like (laughs) but like you know what i mean and so like they always start out with that and then when you say no they're like okay 
Are you Chinese? They immediately go to Chinese right after, and then they'll go to Japanese because those are the only Asians they know. Like, if you're really like very, very rare, somebody would be like, "Are you Vietnamese?" And you're like, "No, but they live near us." <laughs> That's how I feel. Like every time I hear that, I'm just kind of like, ah. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Because like when they compliment you on that kind of stuff, and then like you're not sure on how to respond, especially like oh my gosh, when they say "Are you sure?" I'm like, yes, I'm sure. <laughs> you don't think I know? Anyways, yeah. But yeah, that's how I feel pretty much too. When like they ask me, like yeah, I would say the first when off the top of your head, like although like I'm like kind of like talking to the audience. About this, really, it's like on the top of yeah. your head. What are the first like three Asian Asians that you know? Like, I would say it would be Korean, Chinese, and Japanese. Those three are the most known. Um, maybe Vietnamese would be next, or um, Filipino. Um, They're starting to say Filipino. They're slowly becoming a bit more aware of there being more than just three countries in their head. But like, yeah, yeah, Filipino is kind of you know yeah. There, I mean, I'm trying to think of more, but I mean, majority of the time, Mong is not on that list. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and I just wanted to like reiterate that like it's. A hard thing growing up as an Asian American, and I'm not saying that it's harder than anyone else's life, but mm-hmm. I am saying it's we we have our own problems, our own set of problems, and our own things yeah. that that yeah are like a struggle when you grow up that way. Mm. Um, but anywho, I also wanted to talk about besides just the fiz- the face, um, like. Face features, facial features about, yeah, about um, beauty standards. I also wanted to talk about body type because I also think body type is a a huge thing um, for girls, and this is specifically towards girls. Nothing against guys, okay? Don't hate me, but I'm just, Mm. I, I just really want to encourage the girls that that listen and the girls that are going through, you know, um, self love on your body and everything too. And like, so I did a little research, and the research that I um, went through was like the different type of body, like the different type of ideal woman, quote quote, mm. you know, like um, quotation mark. Yeah, um, air quotes. I, I, yeah. Ideal women. I, I the different mm-hmm, the progression of ideal woman throughout time, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so like. Let's the what I started off with was like um, ancient Egypt, and that's mm. with like the slender, narrow shoulders and wide hips and symmetrical face. The first thing that caught my my attention was the symmetrical face because I would not be considered. <laughs> I feel like that's something that hasn't changed though. I feel like people still talk, still stress how pretty uh, symmetrical faces all the time. Like, but I, have you seen that stupid challenge people have been doing on TikTok? Like, man, we we need to have a whole video about like toxic beauty challenges that they put on TikTok. But one of them's like, if your face is like uneven and they're using like the mirror effect, then you're not pretty. I'm like, that's so messed up. So, yeah. I feel like symmetrical face is still a thing that gets stressed in our modern day society. 
modern in big quotes too. <laughs> yeah, because like when they, you know, that challenge of like your symmetrical face, or what it's mm-hmm. called, um, when they invert, they switch your face and how you look to other people. And your face yeah. is not like not symmetrical, like that's another thing that makes me really insecure because I have my beauty marks on one side that are very distinct, and then my other beauty marks on the other side that are very distinct. Mm-hmm. So even if you were to switch my face, like switch my face, sorry, invert my face around, you would be able to tell that it's different because my beauty marks are so distinct. That made me really insecure. <laughs> yeah. Um, for yeah. me, I think my biggest insecurity with like the whole inverting image thing is my nose because my nose is slightly tilted. It's not mm-hmm. like aggressively crooked. It's just like slightly tilts. And like I can see it, but everybody else who sees me, they say that they don't see it. I'm like, I can see it though. <laughs> like, so, like, that's like my biggest issue is like I can tell when the angle's off when it, when a photo is like flipped. So mm-hmm. yeah. Oops. That's how I feel too. Oh, another thing. Sorry, we're just like listing all the things we're <laughs> out ourselves mm, but like fine. another thing is like when when you invert my um face my eyelids are slightly different my eyelids are not even one is it's not mono mm. but it has a very small um hood and so so much to where when i look up it one eye does look mono and then the other eye has a bigger hood crease mm. it has a bigger crease so like it looks double double lidded and, and so like that's another thing that made me insecure because you could tell when you flipped it. But anyways, I know everyone mm. else can't tell, but me and Ivy can tell. So yeah, it's like the small things. It's it's a complex, guys. Well, we're learning to love it and get over it. But mm-hmm. and so going off of you know more of the historical body types, we were talking. The next thing is like ancient Greece, and that's like a plump body, full bodied, like light skinned kind of like features and that like and while while I was doing all this research I literally was looking at how much back and forth we're like going with like beauty standards because it's like like I don't like if you were just I oh you can see my notes but if you if the audience were to see my notes it was like it literally goes from like slender to plump to slim and then to yeah. round again and then it goes to like skinny again and then like and then it's like full chest flat chest and then it goes to like skinny legs to thicker legs and like a like big butt no butt like like the like that's like oh my gosh like what literally all i can think is like what do you want like what do you want they won't me? let like, women be women a, yeah as a girl like an ideal woman like oh my gosh like it's just like so much back and forth and like um one of the like bigger examples is like like um in the 1930s and 1950s was like the golden age of hollywood which is like the curvy hourglass which was and i i feel like that's somewhat of the mixture of all the back and forth because it was like back and forth mm-hmm. like flat chest big chest flat, whatever but it was like a mixture of the back and forth to where you get like this hourly hour or hourglass figure, which is like big breast, big, and then like a slim waist, like that. <sighs> you know how difficult that is for a girl to like try to live up to, I guess in a sense. It's like when you're given standards for like, you know, air quotes, uh, to be the ideal yeah. woman. Mm-hmm. It's just like super tiring and super exhausting and speeding up to today's like today's modern beauty like 
the 2000s and today mm-hmm. is usually it, you have you know the flat stomach everyone wants a flat stomach um i think everyone wants healthy skin like what i was saying and then they want a big large chest big butt and then <laughs> this is like this is like added like it's like a new thing added on every century but it's, the new yeah, thing that's added on is keeps, a, keeps getting bigger uh-huh the next thing that's added on is the thigh gap and mm. i know everyone wants like you know to look like that and like i don't know i just feel like it's so discouraging that we that the fact that we even have this list is kind of like ugh. like yeah. it's so much it's so much it's so much for like your mental health and your physical health and, like, uh, it's hard to be a girl also, I'm not gonna sit down here and lie and say, like, none of this affects me. Because, like, bro, it does affect me. Like, wanting the idea of what beauty is, it affects me. I'm not gonna sit around here and be like, I'm fine. And I say, F you to society. I mean, I still say F you to society. But, like, <laughs> it, that, that kind of stuff still kind of sticks. You know? Mm-hmm. I, it's just, it's a struggle. And it's something that I'm struggling with. And I'm pretty sure a lot of other girls are still struggling with. Like, these are things that we know are unrealistic. But we still measure ourselves to stuff like this. And I think it's become so ingrained mm-hmm. in society that we just kind of, like, have the idea of, like, if we're not pretty, then what? <laughs> Which is not true, because mm-hmm. there are a lot of other things that you can be. So Yeah, and it's, like, hard because, like, every now if we're talking about, you know, today, like, like mm-hmm. social media is such a big thing. Social media, like you know, puts out so much beauty stuff yeah. all the time. And I think a, um, a while back, you and me both had told each other that on social media, we start, we, we did it. We stopped following like beauty, beauty. Um, what's the word? Influencers. Yeah. Beauty influencers, not because we didn't like them or because what they were doing It's just because it was really like bad for our mental health because literally all we do is compare, 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 compare. Mm-hmm. And it was like, like comparison is a really dangerous thing and like it was it was hard for us like i i know that i had to stop following people because not because obviously they're beautiful but it was like i didn't feel beautiful because i was looking at them and then i was looking at me and i was like i don't look yeah it makes you reflect on yourself and makes you feel shitty because you're because when you're looking at it you're not looking at it like an inspiration but sometimes you end up looking at it as like a wow i wish that was me why is my life so bad like Mm -hmm. you don't think about it you know what i mean that's kind of like what it was for me and why i went on a big like beauty um unfollowing spree like the only beauty people that i still follow are just skincare people and the only thing that they stress is like wear sunscreen so you don't get sun cancer (laughs) no skin cancer so i'm like okay (laughs) and like which is true because i mean i am a big advocate for sunscreen as well as like skincare not just for like i guess the aesthetics of it but i'm in the idea where the skin is the largest organ of the body and if you're not taking care of it like what are you doing because it is very important a lot of people do get skin cancer later on because they don't think of the importance that skincare does have so yeah health yeah yeah and like i feel like the only not the only but the person that i look up to for um like beauty standards it i mean of course she's beautiful but um it's jessica jung like 
<laughs> obviously she's my best but of course she's of course she's beautiful and like I know that if you listen to our past podcast that you know I'm a little bit biased because it's Jessica and she's like my favorite but I also mm. think she has said in multiple interviews and she's has said while she's making her fashion that she doesn't do it based off of the clothes she does it based off of people's body type she does it based off of things that will make them mm. look better like when she does her makeup she only enhances features that she already has you know she's not trying to make something yeah. that she doesn't have mm-hmm. and I think that's beautiful and I think that's something that I took into my beauty routine and like my mental health was that I just yeah. I, I enhance the beauty that I already have I don't need to like try to make myself look like someone else mm-hmm and so talking about that, um, I also wanted to briefly, like, list off and, like, you know, give a round of applause to, like, the idols that, like, break beauty standards. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be, like, um, I put down Huaza because she's the first person that came to my mind. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I was happy you put her on the list. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she, I definitely think she breaks beauty standards. And I don't know if you saw, but recently, and I don't know if she's done it before, but I recently saw like a post of her. Um, she literally went to work or like to like um, a music show with no makeup at all. She just literally whipped her hair up in a bun and she walked to her 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 set because and like typically like idols are not supposed to be seen that way. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's like, it's like even for airports, like you're gonna be on a plane and then like they still have to get their makeup done. It's just like a big thing and the stress of beauty. I feel like um, we'll definitely have like another episode on this because I, I did want to talk about this on like a different episode, but just that idea of like, or the reason why they have visuals in K-pop. Because I mean, before yeah. we before we even listen to the music, the first thing we judge in K-pop, don't lie, is the visuals. That's the first thing you see. K-pop is a very visual medium. So... Yeah, I agree, Queen and, ha- Queen Hwasa. Yeah, I, I I love that she like doesn't really care, and it's like a normal. She doesn't. And, and another thing too, though, it's it, it is scary though when everyone else is telling you that you shouldn't do that, but she's she's doing it out in public, and she's not like backing down in a way. Like she, she's not like. Remember how we talked about like like wronged apologies, like giving out apologies when you shouldn't have to give out apology, you know, like. Yeah. I'm glad that she's just doing it because it's a normal thing. It's a natural thing. Not everyone looks good 24-7. So, um, but yeah. And then next that we had was Amber. And Ivy had wrote, written down Amber. Yeah. Uh, so I wrote Amber down because she was an idol who uh, was very androgynous. She's not your classic, like, very uh, ultra-feminine or hyper-feminine idol. She very much embraced, like, masculine traits, too. I remember on her YouTube, she had this funny video where it's, find my, um, I'm looking for my chest or something like that, where she goes around looking for her boobs because people, that's one comment people always gave her was the whole idea of her being, like, a flatter chest woman. And it was really funny. She's like, do you know where my boobs, where's my chest? And, like, I totally agree with that. It's ridiculous. You shouldn't be asking people, like, stupid things like that or measuring people up on, like, their worth just based on their visuals. And I feel like Amber is someone who really embraced that idea of being beautiful and loving the other parts of you, you know? 
And so, yeah, I'm saying Amber is definitely a beauty standard breaker. Never once did she fall into that standard of having to get the V-shaped face with the long hair, ultra feminine like vibes. Nope, she was staying true to herself, and I love that. And so, yeah, yeah, shouting out I love Amber that too. And then next, we wrote down Hyorin and Bora, mostly Hyorin. Because of her skin, um, she's super dark. In for Korean beauty standards, um, it's not necessarily like highly looked upon to be super dark. Um, yeah. I think maybe now it might be a little bit more okay because Hyorin broke the beauty. Yeah, when I go buy Korean makeup, I found out that like in a lot of Korean makeup that I do end up buying nowadays, they have more shades available. Like darker shades, because before, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, Korean makeup, it only comes in a 21 and a 23, and that's just my shade as the 23 and then 21, which is paper. So, like, that's what it was. And, like, now they're expanding it to, like, a little darker. Like, it's not necessarily, like, all inclusive yet. Like, we don't have skins, like, that are very deep and ebony, but, like, I mean, they're becoming more inclusive of, like, understanding that their people's, or I guess, like, most of the Asians, East Asian uh, beauties are not just two shades so yeah yeah i agree with you um which is a good thing i remember a lot of colorist jokes had come out when hyorin was uh still in oh doing a lot of things with sister they would always make colorist jokes about it like comparing her to dasum because dasum was really pale and i mean i want to like praise hyorin for sticking with the tan so mm-hmm me too. Yeah, because like it, like I said, going out in public when everyone's telling you like that's not beautiful, it's kind of a hard thing to do. Um, just like if you were to go out in public and say you're dating someone as a celebrity when everyone's hating on you, that's a hard thing to do. Um, but like, you know, sticking by it and sticking by what you believe is like, uh, that's why, you know, I want to give them a round of applause because they uh, they are role models that I would say are very good rom- role models to look up to. Mm. Um and then next, Ivy wrote Woozy. <laughs> 17. Yeah. I feel like one thing about Woozy is, like, his height. Like, I love Woozy's height, and, like, I'm pretty sure all the other carrots do. But I feel like that's one thing that, like, a lot of people always attack him for, like, non-K-pop fans or, like, non-17 stands. Like, the first thing they'll attack is Woozy's height, and it's, like... That's such that's such a that's such a low hanging fruit to go for too. Like he's he's more than his height. He's amazing. He literally composes like just about all of the Seventeen's songs, you know. And like there's so many other great qualities about him. Like I don't know. I just feel like he's definitely someone breaking that idol, that beauty standard. Because like bef- like in the beginning, everybody would always make like short jokes about him. Like even on variety shows. But like now people don't even bother joking about stuff like that. They'll joke about like things that he does on the show instead. And I feel like he's really definitely breaking the short men thing i feel like that's always been like a big complex with especially with asian men the idea of being short so i think he's breaking that beauty standard so yeah yeah mm-hmm. okay next on our list is b rain and we had talked about so how- i added so I added Rain onto the list. Sorry, Bella. I didn't mean to cut you off. But I added Rain to the list You're because fine. I was telling Bella, like, yes, Rain is like a very attractive man. Everybody knows this. But the thing is, Rain, he was actually, uh, he's, he's, he spoke a lot about, about this a lot. He was rejected from a lot of different entertainments just because of his eyes. He had monolids and that was something that was the one thing that would differ entertainments from like saying no to him. Could you imagine that saying no to be Rain with like his 
amazing dance skills <laughs> and like his deep voice like straight up just because he had monoliths but yeah so he was definitely one of the first starters in the whole uh breaking the beauty standards i don't think a lot of people think about it uh these days because i've seen more monoliths in k-pop which is amazing to see you know but like i feel like people don't really think about how hard it was especially for us because we started out listening to second gen k-pop and now looking at it in second gen we rarely saw anybody with monoliths so yeah 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 um i think to end the podcast because i know we're like um a little bit over time um but to like ballpark the songs that we have for this episode about like self-love asian beauty um i wanted us to pick songs about self-love and struggling with self-love um so going off of our songs and tracks that we chose for this episode uh based on the topic um what songs do you have um, so for the first song I have, it is Black Happiness by Yunmire. Tasha, I love Yunmire. If you guys know me, she's definitely one of my favorites. Like she is my idol and my queen. But the song Black Happiness is about her experiences as being uh, a black half black, half Korean, a mixed person. And it's just her experiences with like how hard it was growing up like that and figure and like struggling between that uh identity between the two identities and my favorite part is the chorus where she talks about how she says um when i hate the world music comforts me and like i can totally relate to that and she talks about how she has to hold up and stay strong and love herself even when things are hard even when the world feel even when you feel like the world hates you and um so that song definitely speaks up to me um, I also added Without You by Michelle Lee, who is also a mixed uh, Korean singer. Uh, she is half black, half Korean. Um, the song Without You is just about uh, ex- beauty acceptance, be- being beautiful without having to set yourself in one single part of your identity. And um, yeah, so I love Michelle Lee. Uh, I also added Main Actor by Minami. Um, this isn't too much of like a visual beauty, but like it's a self beauty song and the struggles of self love through that self beauty. It's not, it's goes with the aspect of what I was talking about earlier of not being enough. Um, the song she talks about struggling with not being enough to be a main actor in her life. She always feels like she's a side character regardless of what she's doing. Even though she has all these other great traits that she knows that she has, whether it's like her singing or her being able to compose music beautifully, she just feels like she's not enough. And I, I totally get that feeling too. So um, putting main actor in by Minami in there. I'm putting Epiphany by Jin, not for the memes, but definitely for the meaning. Um, Because in the chorus, he says, I'm the one I should love in this world. And like, man, that resonates with me. And it's the whole struggle of loving yourself, which is what BTS literally dropped three different albums for. (laughs) So, um, yes, putting that on my uh, playlist recommendations this week. I'm also putting Amber's Beautiful, um, the song about being able to take yourself on your own wings and fly away from all the chain and all the burdens that society throws on you for what is beautiful and like accepting your true self um i'm putting reflection in by 
rap monster. This is before he was RM, so I'm gonna say rap monster. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm putting reflection in because the song's just Namjoon reflecting in on his life、um, and how self love was a struggle. And this is before the Love Yourself era, so you could really hear like his raw thoughts in this song. Um, I put Complex by Zion T because Zion T is a god and I love him. So、uh, the song Complex is just like about him picking apart the things that people already pick apart on him. Like he talks about his looks, he talks about his height, he talks about his voice. These are all things he gets criticized for, and he has complexes himself on it, and he's struggling to learn how to like these things. But at the end, he realizes that. He can't change these things because these are a part of him, and he has to learn to love it. And so I, I freaking love "Complex" by Zayanti.、Um, and then for my last song recommendation, I'm doing "Uncover" by Solgi. Solgi also has monolids, so bless Solgi. But the song "Uncover" is about being able to uncover yourself and be your truest self that you can be. A lot of times, you're especially like as an idol,、um, you have a mask on, or you have a set.、Uh, I guess I don't like saying the word character because that sounds very inauthentic. But sometimes you do have a character, you do have a face that you have to uphold. Versus like, in this song, "Uncover." If you watch the music video, it's very like beautiful too in the way she explains how she's being her true self. Because at the beginning, she does like more, I guess, like quote unquote stereotypical idol things. And at the end, when she finally breaks free of like looking through that maze of mirrors. She's like doing the best dance, like best dancing skills I have ever seen, and like we never get to see those with SM. You know, they have their idols very、um, compartmentalized. We don't really get to see like the talents that they've been working on, or like something that they've been very passionate about or raw about、uh, like this. So I really love "Uncovered" by Solgi.、Um, what are your、uh, songs, Bella, that you're recommending to the listeners this week? Um. So. The first song that I have on my recommendation for、um, anyone who's listening is "Ugly" by Twenty One. <laughs> I think literally the title itself is like ugly because, like, like um, I think it's the mental health and the vicious mental cycle when somebody tells you you're beautiful, but you've been、mm. so like programmed to think that you know they're lying or、yeah. you know like you know like conditioned, you know like. Yeah, don't don't lie to me because you know you feel ugly and all that kind of stuff,、um, which is I I listen to that all the time, especially you know when you're ugly crying and you're <laughs> listening to it.、Um, but yeah, and then the next song I have is、um, "I Am Strange" by Lee High. I really like this song. I really like the lyrics、mm. too,、um, because the lyrics are like basically she's talking about how she feels like like. Um, she feels like she's the same as everyone else because she has two eyes and she has long hair, or not long hair, but she she has hair. She has two eyes. She has a nose, a mouth, and hands and legs. Like she's like just like any other person on this planet. But for some reason, you know, like she's 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 not. Like everyone is saying that she's she's different, she's strange, she is, and then I think in the in the chorus it goes off of like it goes off of like,、um, like her doubting herself. If that makes sense, in the chorus she's starting to she's starting to question like, am I strange? Am I different? Am am I like you know like,、uh, you know, different from、yeah. like different as in a sense like not considered beautiful, you know.、Um, Compared to someone else, 
Um, so I really like that song. And then Ugly Duckling is my IU. I used to listen to that song all the time. Um, and Ugly Duckling yes. is also about being being an ugly duckling, you know. And I really like that song too, so I listen to that a lot mm. too. And then um, Red Lipstick, I listened to... I listened Blitz and Two, sorry. Red Lipstick is by Bubblegun 4. Um, I think she's, they're called Bull 4 now, but I always call it Bubblegun. Bubblegun Sa. Yeah, so it's. Yeah, so Red Lipstick is by them, and I recommend this song because it's kind of like a sassy song ish where um, she's wearing red lipstick and it, it makes everyone notice her. Um, or they notice that she's mm. it's a bold statement kind of like a bold statement if that makes sense you know um, yeah uh, and then next is Ain't That Pretty by Ailey and I had said this in a previ- previ- um, previous <laughs> podcast but I also still really like this and plus I also think I didn't put it down but now that I'm saying Ailey I think Ailey also broke beauty standards just by I think at the time when she was coming out Mm. she wasn't the skinniest idol there was um and she just like owned it because I mean that's and I think that's where the curves kind of also came in to Korean beauty because at first I don't think it was really a thing um but like yeah I also think Ailey broke some beauty standards by that um and then yeah. more uplifting kind of beauty song, beauty or self-love songs um, would be Beautiful Mind by Jessica Jung and Beautiful by Jessica mm. Jung. Um, Beautiful Mind, though, specifically, I really like because it's talking about no matter how you look physically, what matters is having a beautiful mind and having a beautiful heart and like being a good person what makes you beautiful is being a good person and being, you know, like having a beautiful mind and being a beautiful heart. Um, that's the most important thing. It doesn't matter how you look on the outside, really. Um, and then the last song I have is Love Myself by BTS. Um, I think if you listen to the song, it's pretty self-explanatory about how loving yourself yeah. is probably <laughs> one of the hardest things anyone will do while growing up in their life. Um, and it's a hard thing. Self-love is a hard thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a never-ending thing, that's for sure. Um, and I feel like a lot of people think that, or a lot of people have that misconception where when they love themselves, they think that they're good, but it's like a never-ending thing. It doesn't just stop once you start learning how to love yourself. Like, that's not where self-love stops, mm-hmm. you know? Self-love doesn't stop when you start yeah, taking care yeah. of yourself. Self-love is something that you have to do constantly. So... Yeah, and it's not like self-love, like you have to give yourself praise. It's self-love, like you have to accept how God made you, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, I think that concludes the majority of our podcast. And um, I want to thank everyone for who's you know listening and who has been listening, or if you just started listening. Um, but yeah, check out the playlist in the description, and we'll talk to you guys next time bye uh, make sure to follow us on instagram if you guys want to see your updates too at alias underscore official bye <laughs> <laughs> bye <laughs>